And good evening, Los Angeles. It's so good to be with you. My name is John. This is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think, and think is to believe. Uh, tonight we have a full show. We've got a full studio, which is fantastic, and uh, a very special guest, Joe Salant. Man, what's what up? What is good? It has been just like, I mean, how many years have we been talking about you get me on this show? Man? A long time. Five I've been years. Itching for it, man. Yeah, man, you, you, you're my dog. <laughs> you're crazy to have me on here, though. No, <laughs> it's gonna be a good time, you, man. We're, you know what's going on. I'm looking here. forward to it. I'm be, looking forward to okay, it. Okay, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a good time. Right. Uh, we've got uh, Joel, man. How's it going, man? Great. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna rock some human exceptionalism tonight. Joel's gonna bring uh, the the knowledge here, and we're all just gonna try to talk to uh, Eric. How's it going? Oh, it's going wonderful. Yeah. No, I wish everybody could be here with us. Yeah. Because they could, they could see you guys' as beautiful faces. Yeah, we're all smiling and happy and ready to go talk about this this deep topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, before we dig in, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's listening. And, and uh, you guys are what make this show. I say this every time I get to host. We do this for you. Uh, we're all volunteers. And um, every, uh, every time we get to broadcast live, uh, we would really love to hear from you. So give us a call at 888-995-5552. That's 888-995. 995 KKLA and any question really is is nothing is off the table if you hear something that we're talking about that's really interesting to you uh, or if you uh, if you just have anything in the area of values ethics religion worldview of course apologetics uh, give us a call 888-995-5552 and while you're doing that also understand that we do do this for you and we're thankful for each and every one of you because we are a listener-supported show. And if you'd love to show us some support, if you haven't in the past showed us support and you listen regularly, we would love to have you join our team and partner with us. You could do that by going to apologetics.com, click on that donate button, and uh, all, all donations are tax deductible and every penny goes to keeping us on the air. We are the longest running program on this radio station. Yeah. 20... 25, is it? It's, no, I think it's like 22, oh. 22 years. Wow. I'm, I haven't even been a Christian for 20 years. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Joe, where were you 20 years ago? Uh, I was in 20 years. If you, okay, give or take. Uh, so, so I'm 41 right now. I was in Delano State Prison. <laughs> <laughs> Living yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got, I got actually saved in the back of a police car, you know, on the way. Yeah. It was a crazy experience. Wow. I mean, I don't know. Wow. Was, if you Google my name, Joe Salant, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what, what was the uh, the CBN, man. It was CBN. Yeah, yeah, they did it. They did a little something on that and um yeah i mean why are we talking about where i was 20 years ago i don't know you're trying to make me feel guilty about oh, what well, i'm trying to yeah. put some christian guilt on oh you. man yeah hopefully, well hey hopefully look, you repent and finally get saved it was it was a funny kind of story you know i had no no discipleship i just thought that the bible allowed me to you know do some things that uh, anyway yeah i don't think this is good for the show right on. Oh, hey joel man <laughs> yeah. no it is that actually is good for the show and yeah. uh and and we'll get into this i a censored later, myself sure. right there that was that's that was amazing. pretty that's self control good. man i'm seeing i'm seeing spiritual and personal growth My in goodness. your life right now amen, amen. see there yeah. is a god in heaven yeah. guys if yeah. you have ever wondered if miracles happen you just heard and witnessed a miracle it, joe it, exhibited some self-control 
Fruit of the Spirit. Yes, Fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm what? What? I'm, I'm one for one. We'll, keep, one, we'll one. keep. We'll keep track tonight. Keep man. It'll be it, a man. fun keep little score. game. Yeah. Keeps keep score. So a Christian great, drinking game. Than, you drink some grape juice every time I say something. <laughs> every <that is>. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greater than a man who takes the city. Uh, yes. Yeah. There you go. I love this. See, Joel, see, this is why we bring Joel in because he brings things back. You know. So, yeah, so yeah. Joel, we're going to uh, lately. We've been we've been talking Joel um, back and forth about a lot of stuff. Uh, trying to get something on the docket as far as a conference kind of centered on a topic, uh, Christ, uh, Christian, um, uh, human exceptionalism, human exceptionalism. And so I was wondering, could you define for us, just kind of set the parameters for our discussion, and then we'll just jump in. Eric, feel free to jump in whenever. And uh, we're going to go from there because it's a really interesting topic. It sounds super academic, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a technical term, but um, it's one of those things that uh, – uh, I think Doug Doug Axe uh, recently talked about something similar to this. It's um, it's the elephant in the room. Everybody knows that human beings are special. Um, we all act like like human beings are special, but at the same time, there's um, within the last century, mostly. Um, well, actually, well, maybe maybe 150 years ago, when it's I think it could be, probably be traced more to Darwin. Yeah, sure. Darwin was kind of the the start of this progression of human beings actually not being that special. We're one, we're one of many species, um, but even in Darwin's day, uh, there was kind of a mixed bag when it came to evolution. Even evolutionists framed evolution in terms of this progress. We were they still pictured human beings for the most part as being at the top of creation. Sure. And evolution was became this materialist story of how we got to be that yeah it's um the story of evolution has evolved (laughs) ironically i guess yeah um into this thing of humans being well we're special in some ways but not so special in others and you know a cheetah is special with speed and this animal's (laughs) special in this way and so we all get to be special but we're not we don't we don't really hold this unique place um so that's an interesting I think it's that line of thought over the last 150 plus years that has brought us to this point where um, I think we were talking, we were talking last week or, um, or maybe it was a month ago. Yeah. Last show. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, of uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Yeah. Where Justice Kennedy framed this thing about in speaking kind of uh, more broadly of this umbrella that abortion rights as such falls under and said that at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence yeah of meaning of the universe and of the mystery of human life um this is what uh, scalia justice scalia termed the uh, sweet mystery of life passage but um it's uh it's interesting for many reasons but probably mostly because it uh it reflects this postmodern idea about us making our own meaning. Sure. It subjectivizes um, everything. Right. So now we, we are the ones, when I say subjectivize of everything, it, it, it's, it's relativism basically, right? So we bring meaning to who we are. There's nothing intrinsically valuable for human beings. Um, I mean, in, a, in a way, it's, that, that is part of um, 
that is part of what what we be, uh, our attributes and being created in the image of God is a perversion of it. But God, you know, God is the creator. And so, you know, fallen man, even they're going to deny God, is going to take that place as the creator, which testifies to the glory of God either way, even if they because they have no standard for doing it. Why? Why on earth would they create versus not create? Just utilitarianism? It just, you know... Uh, yeah, I think that's the that's the slippery uh, slope of Darwinism right there. And actually, uh, going back to kind of what Joel said, is I would say that the, like, so the 150 years, and it's actually not even due to Darwin or unnecessary evolution, but Darwinism, right? So so Darwin put forth a, a theory of, of evolution. And then since him, scientists and philosophers and thinkers have turned that scientific theory into an ideology. So now Darwinism is uh, is now kind of pervasive within the culture. I mean, if you go to the university, right? So so the settled science it is. It, yeah, well, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's just like gravity, right? I yes. mean, that, uh, evolution. Well, it depends what you mean by evolution, but it, right. it's 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 also like uh, when we start. I, I like this topic of human exceptional exceptionalism because it kind of gets to the root cause of a lot of what we're seeing in culture today, kind of the, the, the declining uh, view of, of humanity. You see, you see it played out uh, in everything from sexual ethics to, mm. to justice issues justice to, issues. Um, I mean, to schooling. I mean, these are things that we're wrestling with right now, like how, what's appropriate to school, to teach your children, what's not. Um, all of this stuff has to do with uh, ultimately foundationally who we are at our core. Yeah. Right. So, so are we? Are we? Uh, what? What's? What is it? Ephesians. Ephesians two says that we're we're uh, God's masterpiece, mm-hmm. right? Are we His masterpiece? Are we the pinnacle of God's creation, or are uh-huh. we meat suits in motion, random quantification of molecules, and just kind of bumping in each other with no no rhyme or reason? And the, how we answer that question that dictates how we answer the most fundamental questions of life: life uh, questions of of uh, meaning. Purpose, mm-hmm. origin, destiny. Well, I mean, since we're since we're Christians are the only ones that can answer those questions uh, with an actual standard and a foundation for them, right? Yeah. Uh, to protect life and property, like right now, you'll have a bunch of people, you know, on the left, uh, you know, apathetic to the whole political spectrum, but just like kind of interested in social issues that will have great opinions about protecting life and property, and better opinions than you'll see in the church in my opinion, however, they have no standard for it. They have no right. foundation. So when we see these things like the degradation of, of human life and the, you know, a whale is worth more than a human baby and you can't kill this, uh, you know, <laughs> if an eagle gets killed by accident, it's a tragedy, but you can, you know, rip babies to shreds on on will. Um, and we, we act like this is where a victim is the church and we're seeing this thing in society and we have no power. That's on us. We need to take responsibility because, like, if we have the solution and we have the re- – come on. American Christianity has resources up the kazoo, man. Like 80 million so-called evangelical Christians, monster uh, resources everywhere. <laughs> and, but we can't get the truth. They, they have to borrow for us from their standard. They but, steal, we're yeah. the, but we're the victim. We created Western civilization, the gospel, the Bible, bi- biblical principles – created a, a system of common law where you have free speech and all that other kind of stuff but because of our saltlessness and lightlessness our retreatism our, our crimes against humanity and the forms of slavery and supporting them and all that other kind of stuff uh, you look back slave co- slave codes in the pulpit all that stuff at the end of the day man if we it, look if you're going to fix a problem you you want to take responsibility for it even if it's a stretch for you too because now you can fix it but we play this victim like society's just doing this and we're 
you know, oppressed and uh, ain't seen oppression yet. You know what I mean? We, Absolutely. Yeah, that's on us. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Actually, it's it's interesting. Like I just read a, an article. I forget where it came from. <clears throat> a lot of stuff there, Joe. Like you, I mean, we could fill up like three shows of what you just said. One, yeah. One one of them is is that uh, it was a world view, like one of the Pew Forum like worldview studies that come up, and I don't I, I take these things these 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 worldview studies with like a, a grain of salt, but they said that like the the recent poll Pew came out with of evangelical Christians, it it, it says that actually only four percent mm. hold to what we what I would consider uh, uh, orthodox you know biblical worldview. Yeah, so they're just not, at the very least, they're not mature. First Corinthians uh, chapter 2, yeah. 14 through 17. At uh, best, ability they're not discern, mature. Yeah, good and evil, right? At best, they're not mature. At best, yeah. At, at worst, they, don't, they actually don't know what the Christian worldview is, or they choose not to follow it. I mean, we're talking uh -huh. basics, like, um, you know, uh, uh, like what we're talking about tonight, human identity. You know uh, who we are in Christ, deity of Christ, you know, deity of Christ. Uh, you know uh, bodily resurrection. I mean, these are like just the mm -hmm. the, the the basics of the faith. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like, I mean, Paul lays down the basic, right? So, so uh, you believe in your heart that Jesus has been raised from the dead, and you confess with your mouth mm -hmm. that He is Lord, right? Then you shall be saved, mm -hmm. is what Paul says. So these are the basics, and we have the vast majority, according to Pew, of Christians kind of denying these things, and then we wonder why cultures and can't even mess. drink the milk. Can't even drink the milk. Yeah. See, see, Paul in the in this when there was no literature available, like letters circulating, it's hard to get a copy of. You got to go, you know, to, to to somebody's crib to 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 listen to what Paul said from somebody else that's reading it. No resources whatsoever. Paul still had a problem that they were still on milk. He said, "I should be telling you hard stuff about how to establish Christian civilization here, how to how to how to apply the gospel to all areas of life." But you guys are still learning the salvation stuff. You still guys are struggling with how to treat your spouses and all that kind of stuff this is back when they had no we're in the age of information yeah if, if you want a greek i don't i don't look if I, I forgot everything i learned about greek in seminary but i got an iphone you know uh, it's the sure we have zero excuse whatsoever it's, it's time to rise up it's time to, it's, it's, it's time to put that to there's, bed. A, there's a lot of information yeah. out there right there's yeah. a lot of information a lot to, lot to sort through right yeah. what what is true what's not true i don't know you can you, we went from one extreme of having nothing to having everything at our fingertips. Exactly. It's super easy to go in and say, yeah, that one feels right yeah. to me. I'm going to uh, do that. There's exactly. Because I, I'm God and I know what's better. Yeah. And, that's, and that's how you get into well, that Well, that's position, interesting right? that you said that. Yeah, Joel, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that um, there is that, but there, there's also this generational break in terms of uh, our each generation – for several generations hasn't been just raised by their parents. Yes, they've been exposed to yeah. the home environment, but they're being raised, typically raised by, by the state. By the state. Mm -hmm. okay. And they're being raised by entertainment as well. Wait, wait, wait what do you mean by that? They're well, being raised by the state. Well, uh, public schools. I mean, this is... This is a... Um, they spent eight hours in a humanistic incubation center. Yeah, but they got <laughs> right. 16 hours back at home. Uh, yeah, they got, you know, and, it, and back yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah, but eight uh, of it's sleeping. Uh, yeah, and how much of it, how much of it is instruction? Now, Ooh. that is on the, that is partly on the parents, but the state took over instruction. Well, it's wholly so on the, the parents. So the parents could be workers, so that... You know, so basic, that they could pay the state. Oh. So that they could pay the state. <laughs> so 
it turns it turns society into this thing where um, it's a very collectivist point of view oh. that we need we need workers workers you, to work for the state. You know you'll work for the state and you'll make more babies and we'll train those babies to be the next generation of workers to fund the state. And so what happens? Well, the generation is instilled with state values. And that's where the value is coming from. Yeah. They come from the subjective collective that has been able to establish power through the system of power religion. I mean, you got two religions basically in the world when you boil it down. You got the religion of ethics, which is the biblical religion. Might doesn't make right. Right makes right. And then you have might makes right, which is what we've seen throughout history. And, you know, I mean, there's sparks of light in our society that have kind of both American society, but there's a lot of power religion here. And, and, and the school system is one of those, those things where if you control the minds of the rising generation, if you can convince them that their, their source of information and their source of, of right and wrong is the state, at that point in time, they're learning that eight hours a day, even if they're not paying attention, even if they're a bad student and they're you know drinking in the bathroom, you can't get over the fact that they're, that's going to seep in and then they go home, the parents are busy. This is not the biblical model of education, and it is a form, actually, of human sacrifice. What it is, it's the sacrifice of the human to the collective. That kid's education, uh, biblically, the church has decided it's, it's, it's not important, and uh, the state has went ahead and, and just, you know, taken control of the rising generation. It's, that, that, that's who owns the society. What did Hitler do? You know, I mean, you bring up Hitler, it's a, it's a logical fallacy, yeah. I understand, but what did he do? He shows do? over. What do you do, though? What do you do? What you're talking about, I think, is what uh, C.S. Lewis was warning about in The Abolition of Man, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I mean, one of the reasons, the reasons that we should point to Hitler is because, uh, for the most part, people can look at Hitler and say, yeah, that's wrong. At least agree, at least agree on that. But they can't explain why it's wrong. That's if the you hard, press them. That's the hard part. And um, what is what does Hitler have in common with these other collectivisms right. that have destroyed people's humanity, ultimately? And I think it's that that idea of breaking down. Exactly. Well, in the in the absence of an ultimate grounding of morality, what is there? Well, there's just. There's your there's your truth and my truth, and your truth and your truth, and whose truth prevails? Whoever's strongest with the most whoever's, resources, power, has, religion, right? Right. Yeah. We're going to see something better in society going forward. I believe. I believe there's going to be a breakthrough and an illumination biblically, uh, where you'd realize something like it is a crime against humanity to make it illegal for you to teach your own children. Right. And you have to register with uh, you know some some group of people who have assumed power in the area to teach your own children right. because they have the final word and the final right. say. And they care about your children more than you do. Well, it's kidnapping well, in they, a sense. Maybe yeah. they don't care, yeah. but they know what's best. Right. Yeah. Right. They know what's best for, for your children. You have to go. Look, I live in Texas because my wife, we, we homeschool our three children and we do an unschooling model. And it's pretty incredible. It's like if, if uh, you know, if a teacher in, in the public schools thought, heard, heard about it, They'd say it's crazy, but we allow the, the kids to <laughs> to learn what they're most passionate about, and we provide that through them. I don't know, test 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 my kids and, and you know, with a conversation and see. They, they, they're up there, but at the end of the day, what we're doing is a crime in many states. It's a, it's a crime, and our, our kids can be taken from us by the state, put into the system 
for the money that they uh, put through that system and, and all that. This is a serious issue. I mean, and for Christians not to be engaged against it and outraged and, 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 and standing for these yeah. kind of things, that's why we live in, live in Texas. We don't like Texas, or I don't right. like Texas. I'd much rather be in California. But in California, we actually have to register like a fake school or whatever, like, yep. you know, charter. Little, little Cat's uh, a Charter uh, 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 Elementary School for, for these. And you have to, like, write that out and send it in. And, and then send coursework and proof of progress. Yeah, yeah and then they don't actually, yeah. we haven't had to do that. Oh really? Maybe I shouldn't say that. Do you? Do you oh, <laughs> well, it's too late. Yeah, like, you only got one one left, man. <laughs> you know, we, did, we did four kids. Yeah, we did yeah. four kids all the way through high school. We didn't didn't have didn't run into any issues. Didn't run into any problems. But we did. We had you to, homeschool we had to your kids? Yeah, we homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't run into any issues, but we did have to register. We did have to be part of a group, right? A, a, a exact cohort, a, a cohort or whatever. And and uh, well, that's the crime. The registration that that right there is just. You know, it's it's the it's the gold it's the star the uh, the star of David in the, in that sense right there. It's a register, yeah. but it wasn't an it wasn't a oversight. But it is because once you're registered right there, that's what they can use at any at any they time. Could. We ran the risk of all that all those years. We ran the risk of them coming in and saying, "No, you can't do that anymore." Biblically, according to biblical law, which is the only law that that works, it, 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 is it okay for me to decide? that you need to register with, with me no. to teach you who has dominion over education in your household. Yeah. The, <clears throat> you do. And it's, don't. Uh, 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 so, but neither does the government. Cause well, I don't know about that. I'm responsible. My wife is responsible. Not biblically speaking for the education of our children. Now that doesn't mean we have to teach them directly. I mean, we can, right, right, right. You know, you can do, you can, do, you can execute that however you wish. Exactly. You but you can't be, you can't be abusive about it either. Exactly. So I think know. that's and that's where a lot of these things start. They start right. with this 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 notion of we just want to make sure you're not abusing your kids. Right. Which is not a which <laughs> yeah, not but that's a, not the states. That's yeah. not, like. But that's oh, where it starts. So a, yeah. Yeah. That's and then it grows into too. this this yeah. bigger thing. Well, that, it, just like everything else in the, the humans touch, right? Right. We that's, take it. That's a great point. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. We we you know humans, they take it for for uh, you know a, a reasonable approach. And they, it grows and it grows and it grows into something mm. that's that's way out of proportion. Mm. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's an awesome point because most people do feel that there's uh, the community owes it to children at some point to protect them from abusive parents, right? Sure. And most people can agree with that, but somehow it always ends up turning into this thing where you need permission from the government to be parents. Yeah. It's like, oh, buy it, yeah, buy, buy thing, our the, leave. The crisis thing. They're gonna, there's going to be a crisis, and we need to solve it. There's a much bigger difference. I, I see, you know, you see me abusing my children. That's a violation of, of life. And so you need to step up. Image you know, of God. Part, yeah, you, and so I'm in sin, and I need correction immediately. And my kids need to be in a safe place. Absolutely. So the state says, this thing could happen, so we're going to send armed men to your house if we believe it might be happening. And, and then you're going to spend a hell of a lot of resources trying to get them back. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, the thing is the default the is take the kids. Yeah. Right. You and know, why isn't this a major issue in churches well, to it be, should be raiding these freaking facilities where this has been going on? Yeah, you it know, should be. It should be like Well, you know when when you do see the church <clears throat> when you do see the church act in this and the churches have acted in this. For example, Colorado, if you if you look in the what's happened in the foster system in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, so focus on the family. Uh, you, everybody knows who focus on the family is. They put forth an, like an initiative. Now this is probably 15 years ago, so uh -huh. the, the the data is probably outdated now. 
But they said they they came up with the statistics, and they 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 came up with if every if a couple in one couple in every church in Colorado adopted a kid out of foster care overnight, yeah. it would do away with oh, the yeah. need for the foster care system overnight. Gone. Yeah. Well, they put the fourth out initiative, and after after five or so years, it actually did that. It totally yeah. eradicated the need because they called Christians higher to the issue. Pointed so you point out the issue, yeah. right? You show the biblical cause. You you say this is evil, and here's why. Yeah. We have the answer. We're equipped, you know. Like Christian, you you go to you go to church every single weekend. It's it's not a it's not a Sunday school picnic that you're going to. Like you should be going to get equipped to be better ambassadors for Christ. Meaning you are representatives of Jesus every single day that you live with every breath that you breathe. So when you see these issues as Christians, we should be moving into them. And when it, when we do, we change the world. Yeah, through service. Through service. They see things like they see stories like that of us rescuing children, of us doing those things that the early Christians did. The early Christians had some way out theology. I mean, <laughs> everybody glorifies the early church as if it's some kind of golden age. They believe some things that we would consider. Well, just there's a reason why radical. they had all the. Uh, um, uh, oh man, uh, the, the you know. Oh man, the councils. Exactly. You know, there's a reason why it's they because it was heresy everywhere. Oh. You know, so they were like oh, yeah. sorting their theology out. Yeah, but they destroyed the <laughs> Roman Empire through service. What they did was they went to the lowest of the low and the people who were oppressed by the state and the people who were sacrificed to the system, and they went out and they got them. And they even, you know, to the extent where um, it was just they won the hearts of the over time, uh, even, through, you know, when they were going to the death of it, they won the hearts of the people in the in the Roman Empire to the point where Constantine, if you really believe Constantine had that vision of Christ on the thing, I mean, you're you're. You know, I, I got something to sell you right well, now. I think, I think he was more. Uh, he just works, realized right? that he just realized utilitarian. Yeah, but seventy percent of the people loved the Christians at that point in time yeah. and loved what they he did. Right you know, yeah, and yeah. So this is. I mean, this we could is do a major this. point. They don't have. They had no reason. We could do this tomorrow if we were. If we were really serious about yeah, it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's like. Uh, it reminds me. It's an Old Testament verse. I can't remember where. But then Paul reiterates it. You know, awake you who sleep. Right. Mm, He's calling mm. the church to awake, wake up. Uh. You know, to to the to the world around us. And uh, so this is orthopraxy, right? So so oftentimes, especially in like my circles, we focus a lot on theology. You know, I go to a lot of conferences. I speak on theology. I, I soak up theology. I read theology books. But where's the orthopraxy? How are we turning that theology into good living? You know, because that's what uh, that's where really where the rubber meets the road is how are we living out our theology? Theology is important. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody in this room I think saying theology isn't important. Theology matters. What you do unto the least of these, you have done directly unto me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hear the music. That means the first half hour is gone. But fear not, fret not, Los (laughs) Angeles. We will be back with another thirty minutes for your listening pleasure here at Apologetics.com Radio. We'll be back. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. 
Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to apologetics.com and click donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting apologetics.com. Hi ladies, welcome to Open My Eyes. I'm Lori Wilburn. Have you allowed the challenges of the pandemic to press the pause button on your witness for the gospel? Jesus promised in Acts 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The book of Acts, we see how the early church grew through suffering and gave powerful witness to the gospel in severe trial. Through the power of God's Spirit, the church was undaunted by hardships and they stayed the course through enemy pushback. And as a result, the ancient world heard about the saving love of Christ. Ladies, the Holy Spirit is ready and willing to fill you and me. Only then can we live vibrantly and victoriously through pandemics or personal problems as witnesses to the hope of the gospel that our world so desperately needs. To learn more, visit my blog at corechurchla.org. This is John MacArthur welcoming you to Portraits of Grace. Affection for Jesus Christ is the most identifiable characteristic of true Christians. That's because believing in Him and loving Him are inseparable. Jesus said, The Father Himself loves you because you have loved Me and have believed. To His antagonists, Jesus declared, If God were your Father, you would love Me. Anyone who truly loves God will love Christ. And that love will be reflected in their obedience to His commandments. Many people are confused about what it means to be a Christian. But you have the privilege of clarifying the issue by loving Christ, loving Him deeply, and demonstrating your love by obeying His Word. May God bless you richly as you pursue that goal today. This is John MacArthur hoping you'll join me again for Portraits of Grace. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. And we are back. See how fast that went, guys? That was like an unbelievable break. It was a, it was a good good chance to get a sip of water. And then, we all uh, got to step out of studios, calm down a little bit. Calm down a yeah. little bit. You know, take a, take take a ice, chill pill. Ice bucket challenge. Ice bucket <laughs> challenge? Where did that come from, Joel? Man, holy smokes. That's like, I remember those things. That was going around yeah. social media on, on the Facebook you know, people put doing an ice bucket challenge. Hey, I nominate John to do it. <laughs> like, okay, hey. get out of here. Hey. <laughs> Not happening. I don't do ice bucket challenges. But anyways, uh, yeah, no. So now, hey, this is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and think is to believe. We were uh, starting off by talking about human exceptionalism, and then we got on to other issues of, uh, well, just Christian worldview stuff. Related to human exceptionalism. Related to human uh, exceptionalism. Yeah. In a way, everything that we're talking about, you know, in terms of the, the rights of the parents and the children in the state is related to human exceptionalism, the way that we're created in the image of God. That's meaning right. that God's, God shows creation that he rules through us, our image that he places on the earth. His law is in charge. And that's kind of related to what we're talking to. That's does that, right. Does that work? Is that like 
It brings it back. Okay. I appreciate kind that. Of. We're going to bring it out again. Let's get the it. Government uh, was established by God, though, right? What's exactly. There's, but there's, gov- there's government. There's God's righteous government. How you know, just to protect life and property in a reactive sense. And, and punish then, evil. And then, yeah. And then there's the, the beast. Punish, yeah, punish the, the, yeah, punish evil. Exactly. But evil is in this this con- content violating life and property. So if I take twenty dollars from you and I and I get caught, I owe you forty dollars restitution. That's that that's in the law because it's your your time, pain, and suffering from losing. It. I can't pay it. I have to work it off for you. Yeah, right? That reminds it, me. I think you owe me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's more than twenty, you know, and I definitely can't pay it off. So, you know, I'm your slave. <laughs> but that's a, that's biblical slavery, and 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 it's actually, you know, in a way, it's it's like an apprenticeship. Like you'll, you know, you'll have the grace towards me and teach me, you know, how to how, how to be a blacksmith and work that up. But at at the at the end of the day, the fact that we are reflecting God's law or supposed to be reflect, reflecting God's law in creation is human exception. It's it makes us it's exceptional because God is exceptional, and there's no other agent. Whales don't do that. Whales testify to the glory of God. Uh, raccoons testify to the glory of God. But we are the only ones that actually can murder. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. a lion kills a lion. That's not murder. You know, I, I, I murk somebody on the street with a pistol. I'm a murderer, and I deserve, well, I mean, if you're going to take Old Testament law and, and apply it today and say that that still abides with some, you know, sectors of the Reformed community does, I should be executed for that. Uh, you want to have a graceful position where we're going to be more pacifistic about it? I should be excommunicated for it. But we have those kind of, you know, we might wrestle as what it means, but we have that, uh, that standard, right? Yeah. Uh, that's exceptionalism. So everything we talked about is exceptionalism. That's right. It doesn't exist outside of uh, the human condition, yeah. Uh, it's like a B-plus way to connect it, but I think we were pretty good. <laughs> I, he I had, he, he he had all the notes, <laughs> man. This guy had all the notes. He was the one that prepared. We're just talking over him right here. I'm just excited to be here with my boy, John Noyes. John Noyes is the business. Yeah, you're if the you're, business. No, if you listen, come on, uh, man. If you uh, listen into this, don't Google Joe Salant. Google John no, Noyes. No, no, no. You should yeah. Google Joe Salant because uh, Joe Salant, you got music videos. Yeah, so. I do. You're a hip-hop guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I do. That's, that's, yeah. See that segue? I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, prof- that's dude, that's smooth. smooth. That's, right. that's professional, <laughs> baby. So, so hey, I was wondering, <laughs> yeah. do you want to do you want to share something with us? Yeah, I mean, you know, I could give you some bars and stuff. I don't have really a. Uh, I don't think we can play the beat here or anything like beat. that for the. But it could, this is this is an acapella for those of you that are completely oblivious to the hip hop community. Joe Salant. The uh, um, acapella yeah. is no beat, but I'm just going to give you the lyrics so you can hear it a little bit more clearly. Hear what you about. It's poetry, and, and I'll just say real quick, hip-hop is human, human exceptionalism. Music is human exceptionalism because you can con- convey a message in music that it can, is more palatable to society uh, because it's an art. It can be re- powerful, yeah. really revolutionary ideas can be written off because, oh, he's just saying overthrow the government here because it's art. But if I went up in front of a stage and said it'd be different, God's yeah. given us that music to put those really radical seeds yeah. in society. And that's what I try to do. So I say things me, like this. Uh, let me write the songs of a nation. I don't care who writes its laws. Oh, my goodness. That's the greatest quote. It comes wow. from the Scottish Revolution. Yeah. And I don't really know who it really should be attributed I don't know to. I attributed to either. But I, I, I have that in one of my songs. I say that all the time. I love that. Because writing the songs wins the heart. That's if right. you You know? But Christian and some Christian music now is good, but it's just... <laughs> It's missing that radical element of takeover for Christ in a right. spiritual sense. Not That's like, right. yeah, anyway, it's something like this. Yo, I shoot the music, I shoot the truth from the hip, no cap. 
I do this music to deliver cold facts. My soul's taxed. I know too much. I bit the fruit and I was told this stuff. So don't ask. Come on now. If you ain't ready to have your paradigm smashed, the choice is now and you will have to live with it. Forget what you know and go be a hypocrite. Or you can do what's right, <laughs> but your life will be different. Ask my wife what it's like for the kids in this fight against the system. These idle-minded Christians who used to be our friends, but now they're kind of distant. Because mm. when it comes to homage to the state, we ain't with them. 1984, Orwell, we are Winston. Escape from the orb. Hey, I'm Snake Plissken. Y'all get, yeah, did y'all get that lyric? When I said, I said, I said this, look, look, you gotta, yeah, I'm gonna rewind this for you real quick. Yo. 1984, Orwell, oh, we are Winston. Escape from the orb. Hey, I'm Snake Plissken. Y'all said yeah, that movie, yeah, Escape yeah, from yeah, New York, yeah, right? Yeah. New York. Yeah, great wisdom, straight from state prison. Gain vision through slave living. Your favorite patriots say I make a great villain, cause I won't obey these crazy racists who slay millions and stay stealing. I keep it real and make a killing. Raise my children, training them to break the ceiling. What's good? Yeah. And then I have the chorus where it goes like, "See, and I can't sing really, but I have like a voice that's sorta all right for it." And it's cool because I want it, it's biblical for everybody to sing. It's it's that's one of those commands, right? Yeah. And so somebody like me, you hear me singing, it's not great, but it's good enough. And it feels like you can sing too. So it's like, I sing my song in the night on the road as we roll into the fight in Jericho. Let them know. I sing my song because it feels nice. And I know that regardless of the outcome, I did what's right for my soul. And yeah, I mean, so I could do a couple more verses, but you know, I'm going to take over the show with nice. that. But. Yeah, that's a little, a little dude. Little I love I your stuff, man. Oh, everybody, <laughs> everybody you, should be should be googling your name. Everybody should be following you on. What do you want? Facebook, uh, Twitter. You know, I haven't been doing stuff in a while because, like, I got to get. You know, we have a lot of things in our household that we got to get right right now. It's a huge time of transition for my family. A lot of death. Mom, mom died. Dad died, and brother died within a period of three years. Wow. Uh, you know, like within a year ago. Yeah. Taking care of that hard stuff going on. It's it's just, and my first ministry is to the crib, man. Like if I can't exercise dominion over the crib, how am I gonna like you know smash people who want to steal children in public schools? So I've been kind of <laughs> quiet lately, but I do have a presence online. So you know it's about a stuff is about a year old. I'll be back out in a little bit. Actually, I think. No, noise, you dragged me to this, man. But I think this is the catalyst. I think this I like is God it, saying, yeah. "Let's go." So yeah, check it out. You know, you'll see you'll see some stuff if you come across a song called "Deal with the Cops." <laughs> ah, John Noise is not responsible for that one. <laughs> see, I I like law enforcement. I'm for law enforcement. I'm pro law enforcement, but I'm pro biblical law yeah. enforcement. I, I demand it, and I have a issue with. Uh, see, here's here's the deal. You Joe a good is... deal to cut me off right here. Go. Yeah. So here's the deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. The the, the yeah. reason the reason why I love you and the reason yeah. why we hang out all the time is because because we need people like you that push that envelope. You know what I mean? We need people that we need to cross the line every once in a while just to reaffirm that the line is there. Mm. So and you're one of those guys that's willing to. I mean, it's come at great sacrifice for you personally. It's come at great sacrifice for you for your family. I mean, you guys have paid a a heavy price for uh, for speaking truth into the culture and actually and actually like putting your literally putting uh mm. putting your 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 money where your mouth is and uh and i really appreciate that because it's authentic and real i don't need to agree with everything you say in order to promote uh your material because uh every time we've hung out every time i've listened to a song of yours or watched a video of yours or read something that you've written i come away learning something mm. i come away with a big uh i think a more uh 
I think, uh, robust biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. And uh, so I, I think we need you. You're a prophet. Well, you said singing was a, a great way to engage people. It's amazing. I was listening to the words here, and, and I had to, it was it was more than, mm. if, you, if you had st stood up and gave a lecture with the same content, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten as much as I would have gotten out of listening to the, the lyrics, because mm, yeah. you, you engage your brain, you're listening. What's he trying to say? What's, what's, what is it? What, what's the meaning behind what, it, what the words are? The really, neuro, neuroscience You need to think about that. it. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you're just spoon fed it as a, as a lecture or, or, or from a pulpit or something yeah. like that, you're not getting as much. It's, it's very engaging. It's good stuff, man. Good so people need to follow you and good keep, stuff. uh, keep their eye out for more of your stuff coming out. Cause you, and you need uh, to start dropping it more. How's yeah. last name spelled just so people can look it up online. S A L A N T S A L A N T. Uh, one of the podcasts that I was on, I previously was on reconstructionist radio, which is kind of now dormant right now, but I had a, a podcast on there called X wing, not right wing, not left wing, but X wing demolishing the idols handle. of the right and the left. Uh, and so really, really, really kind of, we just pushed the envelope on that one. And then we had a final one. This is, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not recommending this podcast is Hey, when I'm on this microphone, John Noyes or anybody here is not responsible for what I say. Just take me as an alternative view. You know what I mean? You, you can call me whatever you want, but all I'm asking for is for you to check this out. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him uh, check, check out the abolition of the clergy laity divide. I don't believe that there's any uh, uh, biblical warrant anymore for a special class within the church that is permanently hired to uh, you know, be the conduits of uh, everybody else's receiving of of god's word i believe at this point in time in 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 history everybody is responsible for being a mature christian to be able to to divide the the, the word and 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 know good and evil in everything like so the topics that we're talking about any christian who has been around for like three years in any one of these institutions should be able to say why it is evil if you know the state does x y or z yeah. We are the source of ethics in the society, and I'm saying that the clergy-laity divide is completely stunted that what you have is the, the team sitting in the, in the stands and, like, the coaches permanently running the field, and it's just... Well, it's like an entertainment work. thing, man. Yeah. Like, so, so people are... Uh, people. I think oftentimes people go in the church to be entertained. Mm -hmm. um, or, 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 it's, a uh, it's a checklist item. Yeah, or ch I was just going to say something like that, yeah. Or a checklist, right? It's, it's their Christian duty. Where, uh, like I said before, I think it was before the break. When when we go to, when I go to church, I look at it as an equipping. I'm not going there to to sit and listen to a good talk. I'm not going yeah. there to you know uh, have a, a fantastic time. I tell you what, like seventy percent of the time, I don't want to be there. Uh, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been traveling a lot lately. Uh, I speak at a lot of churches. I do church a lot. And sometimes you just want to take the day off. I'm preaching this weekend, you know, and so I'm like, oh man, now I definitely don't want to go to church, you know. <laughs> and it's like, but uh, you know, um, but it's something that I that I do do because I look at it as an equipping, and it's it's more than just entertainment. And uh, and and when we look at it as entertainment, it's going to fail uh, because because we can't compete with. Uh, you know, Netflix. We can't compete with HBO or Showtime. Like, why mm -hmm. would we even try? Um, you know, it's, it's anyways, th that's, that's a different topic. Uh, you know what though? I, uh, we have a call I want to take this call. Is that okay? Like yeah. let's take a call. We've got Susan from Orange County. Susan, are you with us? Yes, I am. I was listening to you on my ride home. Awesome. I Susan. Brought up, uh, evolution. Hi. Yeah. 
Can you hear me okay? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, crystal clear. Okay. So you, you brought up evolution, and uh, I wanted to know as apologists, what is your view on creation, and what do you teach your children? regarding creation? That's a good question. Uh, so no, I'm going to go counterclockwise here. So Eric, what do you teach your children? What on? do we teach our children? And you mean in terms of uh, old earth versus new earth or, or what? Uh, anything? Evolution. Well, do, you believe, do, you, do you believe in, well, I wonder if you teach that God used evolution or if oh, you I see. believe uh, so we, Hebrews 11. Our, our experience yeah. was we, we taught evolution in the sense that we should know what it is, um, but that God created mm-hmm. that God created the earth and all of all of the uh, the beings and creatures in it as the as the Bible taught it. So they were poofed into creation. There was no evolution. There was no. I understand what you're saying. There's, some people teach that God uses evolution to 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 to, to create everything, but that's not what we did. Yeah, from the goo through the zoo to you, right? So we, we did expose them to evolution. Oh, that's, at the- really, that's really encouraging. That's very encouraging because there is a lot of Christians that use, you know, theistic evolution, the idea that God mm. used evolution, but that really goes against his word. You know, I get, think about Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand the universe was formed at God's man not out of what was visible, but invisible, ex nihilo, out of nothing. He spoke it because he's so... He's so incredible. He's God. So I'm very encouraged by that. Is that is that the view of all of you? Joel, I'll let, I'll <laughs> let everybody speak for well, themselves. I, uh, you know, the kids are grown up now, but um, for people that want to learn about this topic, I'd probably first introduce them to, uh, there's an article that Paul Nelson wrote um, called, uh, I, think he, I think it's termed something like, I forget the exact title, but something like the Big Tent of Intelligent Design. And... Uh, uh, Paul Nelson is himself a what he would probably frame as a young earth creationist, but he works with yeah. a lot of uh, people that are old earth creationists and uh, maybe progressive creationists and some people that have um, a kind of a, a more uh, broader view of intelligent design. Um, but he talks about the importance of having um, that framework of ultimately it's about you start with the evidence for it being intended, and the the exact way that it came about is more secondary. So he kind of separates the evidence, the scientific evidence, from say the uh, biblical evidence, which he obviously thinks is very important, and how that weighs on you interpreting the scientific evidence. So I probably, um, you know, I probably expose them to different interpretations of that um, mm-hmm. intelligent design evidence and uh, expose them to different understandings of the, the day age, you know, the day age theory, the six, you know, the six uh, 24 hour day theory and kind of learn to weigh them and realize that there's more than one way to look at it. So if you believe, you know, he's a young earther, so he takes God mm-hmm. literally that he created the earth in six days, and then it's reiterated in in Exodus, you know, God, because some people say, well, Genesis is poetic language, and we don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean that it, that it's a, a literal day, but then when you get to Exodus, he, he, he says that he created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. So 
So if they don't believe in a young earth and they believe in an old earth, old earth, what do they, what do you think Jesus means when he says, from the beginning of creation, God men made them male and female. If they're old earthers, they have to believe that, that man somehow gets <laughs> progressive creation or it's theistic evolution, that, that they're still maintaining that we evolved. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I think uh, over, I, over millions of years. So, Susan, there's an assumption there that well, I, I don't think carries through. Actually, like, so if, if you just because you hold an old Earth view, meaning you believe in an old universe or an old Earth, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it, it necessarily entails that you don't believe in the special creation of Adam and Eve. I think that there's room for that. So, so you could have an old universe. Well, it's actually dogmatic uh, um, uh, belief in special creation. Like if you look at a <laughs> ministry like Reasons to Believe, um, who I used to do some volunteer work for, uh, you see they're very rigid with their uh, um, demand that man is a special creation and each one of the, uh, um, uh, the species of animals were created in a special way. The only, the only thing is, they they want to take the word yam and stretch it out into into six periods, which hermeneutically it's it's it, in my opinion you know it's 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 feasible. But young earth the young earth view runs into a ton of problems too with denying God's uh, natural revelation. There's two revelations: a special revelation and natural revelation. And young earth view like this science is so stacked against it you have to basically be a flat earther right now with all the evidence that we have starlight distances you have to say that god basically just you know set the set, you know created the universe as it is with the appearance of age like he's deceiving us and we need to like you know but his the his, his word says that he doesn't deceive us about like he's showing us his glory through his creation so it, it should be something that we should be able to see and attest to him uh with accuracy uh what he did and like if you look at something like in the old earth and the science and general revelation like the expansion rate of the universe for ex for instance the universe expands at a rate that is more precise than any mm. kind of human ca calculation, like one in 10 to the 50,000th power or whatever. I'm not a scientist. You can get it from the people who really know all those kind of numbers. But if you're young Earth, you have to deny that. Yeah. You have to take that evidence and what deny it. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't have life if it wasn't for that. You know, and so there's... I, I don't, I don't, I'm a young earther. I don't find there, I don't find any conflict because God created everything with a seed in itself to reproduce after its kind. Sure. And that's all we have ever witnessed. We have never seen one species turn into another species. But Susan, course, Susan you nobody's, nobody's arguing that here. Like, I think, I think fundamentally this is actually what, what's happening. <coughs> I have something in my throat. What's happening here is actually one of the issues that, that is kind of a pet peeve of mine when, when we start talking about age of age of the earth stuff is because we, we kind of talk past each other and then we often assume what the other person thinks. Nobody, nobody at this table, as far as I know, you guys, gentlemen, correct me if I'm wrong, but nobody here uh, ascribes to any type of theistic evolution or Darwin, neo-Darwinian evolution or random mutation uh, over long periods of time resulted in the, uh, you know, the diversity of life on this planet, certainly not mankind's. I mean, even Joe just said, you know, uh, the, that we would affirm, I would affirm that, that God created every uh, species unique um, and and we've never witnessed exactly what you just said. We've never witnessed, you know, the dogs. Uh, no old earth creationist is an evolutionist. None. There, there's none that's, that's a macro evolutionist. Right. What, what the, the ones who are are in the framework view. 
the framework view does provide for that. And so most theistic evolutionists you will see in the framework view. Um, so that's what you would be going against. But the framework view doesn't really talk about what, uh, whether the earth is young or whether it's old. Most of them believe in an old earth, but they're saying that Genesis, Genesis was written uh, literally as a story to yeah. carry the truth of creation. And there's some power in that. I mean, I don't subscribe to it necessarily, but... I believe that there's a lot of power in the in the in the fact that if you look at the historical context of Genesis, people did not have an ability to take writing materials home and learn things. They were taught stories and so they were taught this story about the magnificence of creation. It wasn't a science book. So that's their position, right? And there is a lot of of there's a lot of scholars. N.T. Wright, for example, knows way more than anybody in this room or anybody talking on hey. this. you know about a bit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and he, it is, I mean, this guy, you know, is is a serious scholar. I mean, everyone has error, but he isn't a. He believes in the framework theory, yeah. and he is a, I believe, a theistic well, evolutionist. So. He's at I least the leaning. Framework, yeah. The framework. Uh, but it's a progressive creationism believes in 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 the Cambrian explosion. Well, the Cambrian explosion believe. testifies to the glory of God. I mean, how are you going to have all of those species appear all at once within that period of time? Uh, you know, with that magnificent ability to, of of uh, the single cell, like uh, you know, turning into. You know, yeah. mollusks and all that kind of stuff. You have to have look, it violates the laws of logic. You can't have something from nothing. Like you, my iPhone is not the not the result of random mutation. You know, from you know the 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 air, right? But but a single cell is more complicated than the iPhone. Yeah, so the Cambrian explosion. Means. Why throw out the Cambrian explosion? Rocket? No, no, no. She. I, that's uh, that's what. Uh, that, that's what I think. I think an important thing here, Susan, is is I think ultimately this is kind of like what I was getting at. Is ultimately we we're all agreeing with you, you know. Uh, but things like think. Well, we are because none of us are none of us are believing what she what she thinks where we believe. You know, I, I believe the Cambrian like what you just said. Cambrian explosion, Burgess Shale. These are these are uh, these are testimonies of God to his special creation and, and not this does not prove evolution at all you know and, that, and if you're so you it, don't believe that so you don't believe that single cell organite organisms uh evolved into multicellular and that the fish somehow with with gills developed love nobody here believes that and, nobody here nobody here completely well, defies uh, the laws of logic know, there. I, i'm I, I'm happy to hear that because there's a lot of Christians that are trying to merge evolution. Yeah, well, that comes back know. to the education yeah. thing. I mean, the state <laughs> teaches that, right? Yeah, well, it yeah. does come back to education. But the, yeah. here, let me. I want to highlight an issue here, guys. Like, because like, oftentimes this conversation, it it, it, it oftentimes is a distraction to me. Like, it, it serves as a distraction within the community. I mean, there's as far as my understanding of of well, number one, my my understanding of Genesis is not exhaustive. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna when I when I get to the when I get to glory, you know, mm -hmm. when I'm standing in front of God, I'm I'm looking forward to learning an awful lot. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of those things is I actually I, I mean I would love it if God had like an eternal DVR. You know, I could rewind it back to the creation event, see what that actually looks like. You know, but mm -hmm. as I sit here right now, I have absolutely no idea what yeah. it means for for an, a non-physical, uh, atemporal, creative immensely powerful being to speak anything never mind everything 
So it's like I don't know how lots of stuff happens, but but I think that this is oftentimes a distraction. This 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 creation. Uh, the, the I'm not saying it's not important. It's a missed opportunity. It's too. a missed opportunity because because if somebody believe if somebody believes in evolution, right? If it's a, it's an atheist or whatever who's trying to use that as evidence against God. You know, you can be a fundamentalist and be like, oh, that is, you know, it's not biblical and just rail against it. Or you can say, well, how do you, okay, so let's let's believe evolution is true. So which worldview, okay, if evolution was true, what would you need for the origin of yeah. life to not only be created, but then evolve into these magnificent different creatures like that would be a really really hard thing for nature to do it violate everything well, you know impossible i mean it's uh, it's impossible absolutely. just yeah yeah absolutely. it's a scientific impossibility that life can come from non-life exactly so just, yeah well that's a fundamental of science it, exactly it doesn't hold a candle but, but but yet we see that many you know, because of the indoctrination of evolution yeah. from K all the way up. Anyone that's in school, that's what they're going to get. My brother-in-law basically had to, you know. Well, that's why that's why we should be pulling teacher. our kids from public schools, to be honest with you. you Absolutely. Know, I agree. So I it's agree. like, it, whenever I, 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 I get this question a lot when I travel around. It's like, you know, my kids are being taught X, Y, or Z in public school. My response is always like, you know, you're going to be responsible for your, your children. And I'm just one person and one opinion. But uh, though, if you want if you want the schools to change what they're teaching, pull your kids mm -hmm. from the school, and because that's the only power oh, that we have over the public more. school system, you know, and because they they get paid, it's just it's it's, <laughs> it's just like prisons; they get paid per head, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like it, for every kid that's in school, the state gets a certain amount of money. That school gets a certain amount of funding. <laughs> so it's like we start pulling the kids, the funding dries up, and all of a sudden their ear is going to be bent uh, towards towards us a little bit more. But, uh, but Susan, we're about to wrap up the show, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you so uh, much for calling. You, you brought the fire, Susan. Thank you. And I'm, yeah. I'm, very, yeah. I'm very happy to hear. I'm very Thanks. happy to hear that you don't hold an evolutionary view. God thank bless you all. Thanks. Have God bless you, too. Yeah, the, uh, the evolution creation debate rages on and on. So, uh, But we solved it tonight here at Apologetics. Dude, we solved so much. Not only did we solve stuff, we heard the one and only Joe Salant. Rip it up. Thank you, Joe. Which Check is, me out, yo. That's right. I appreciate you, Joe Salant. Do a search, support. Thank you, guys. Yeah, guys. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's been a great hour, fast hour. Uh, I'm John for Joel, Eric, and Joe tonight. It's an it's, hour. It's over? It's over. It's oh, over. man. It's, this is over. You guys drive safe. Do whatever it is that you're doing. Go to sleep if you can. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week, all right? Thanks very much. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.